Thanks for downloading this podcast. Make sure you subscribe to get the new messages every week. We appreciate your support. Enjoy the message. This is the thing in the series of It's God Hiding You. Archie Williams comes from Louisiana when he was a teenager, I believe. Somebody had gone to some lady's house, killed that lady, and a few days after that, Archie was arrested. Even though there were the people that testified that he was home at that time and the fingerprints did not match. This is what I just said. I was a poor boy, and because I could not have the money to hire a good defense, they sentenced him to life plus 80 years. But one thing that really blessed me about Archie is that he said that I never lost hope. Archie said, because he was in prison for 37 years until this organization, Project Innocence, heard about his case and decided to take it. And after 37 years, Archie Williams was set free. And somebody asked him, how were you able to keep your sanity for 37 years, waking up every morning knowing that you were innocent? You were serving time for somebody else who committed the crime. This is what he said. I prayed and sang. And then he said, I was in prison. I refused to let my mind get into prison with me. You and I would have been sitting there pity party, starting something in prison and then getting more years, maybe being beaten. Who knows what could have happened? But this young man decided, I'm going to pray and I'm going to sing. He had been watching American Got Talent. And he said, I would be watching and dreaming and seeing myself on that stage one day. Remember that he's been given life plus 80 years. And after 37 years and was released, he ended up on the stage. In America, got talent. There is hope for you. Somebody might have done you wrong. But let me tell you this. God is hiding you. He's preparing you. And you are going to be vindicated. There are some things in your life that you may never be able to explain. Because I just said, after Innocent Projects took his case, they decided that they will have to go back and run tests on fingerprints, only to find out that none of his fingerprints matched with what they had. But they found out that the fingerprints matched that of a serial killer in Louisiana. You know, that young man could have come out bitter, angry with the whole world. But he says, I value every minute of the freedom that God has given to me. Let me tell you this. It doesn't matter what has happened to you, even if you made mistakes. Archie was innocent. I am here to tell you that the blood of Jesus is much stronger, more powerful than any mistake that you might have made. And if God has given you a dream, pray, sing, because one day that dream is going to become a reality. First Kings chapter 17, 2 and 3 says, Then the word of the Lord came to him, Elijah. Elijah just got excited about his ministry. God has given him a word that nobody else would have taken to the king. He was bold enough to take the word. I believe that if Elijah was like me, he would have said, well, I'm ready to go. But as soon as he gave that word, the Bible tells us, then the word of the Lord came to him, Elijah saying, get away from here. What would you have done? I mean, I know that I've got the word for a time like this. God said, get away from here. Turn eastward and hide by the brook of Sherod, which flows into the Jordan. The next verse says, and there the ravens will come and feed you. Lord, (laughs) it's bad enough 
that I'm going to hide. Now, who's going to feed me? The reverend? No. Not reverend. <laughs> the crows are going to feed you. Watch out. Don't have the elitist attitude that you think you are better than somebody else because you have this or you are this. If you have the elitist attitude, God may send a crow to feed you and you may miss that opportunity. You know, because you say, hey, get away from here. I'm waiting for my filet mignon. <laughs> God, send me my filet mignon. No, no. Leave aside that elitist attitude. Just let God be God in your life. You need to get wisdom and get understanding. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 5 says, get wisdom. Somebody say, get wisdom. Wisdom is that which will enable you to make the right choice when you have competing options. Somebody say, I need wisdom. And you need understanding. You need a clear understanding of what is going on right now. Do not forget it, neither declines from the words of my mouth. So wisdom comes from the word of God. Some of the wisdom, it comes from the word of God. Now let me tell you this, when God is silent in your life, how many of you know that while Archie William was serving the 37 years, it seemed like God was silent. He was praying, he was believing, but nothing seems to happen. So when God is silent, that doesn't mean that he is not concerned about you. He's preparing you so that one day you will land up in American God talents. Silence is a sign that God is closely watching you. What would you have done in prison if you knew in your heart that you were innocent? And then you thought about the fact that if you had money, you could have had a good defense. But don't you know that God was watching Archie, saying whether he was going to make the best use of what life had dealt. God is closely watching you. When you are in the house with nobody there, when you are at work and your boss is not there, when you are in that car driving to work or coming to church, God doesn't want to expose you before you are ready. The dream that you have will be fulfilled. The reason why God doesn't want to expose you is that he does not want you to get out and be stopped before you're ready. He's getting you and me prepared for the next new level. Are you ready to get to the new level? Then make the best use of this level that God has placed you. So if you don't understand that it's God hiding you, when he is silent, you'll be frustrated. And you will try to make things happen outside of his timing. How many of you know that timing is important? Place is important. So it's important for you to realize that obscurity often proceeds notoriety. Before God exposes you, he wants to make sure that you are seasoned. Maybe not just obscure, but a season. How many of you know that where you are now is just a season in your life? You have to pass the test of obscurity before God promotes you to notoriety. So don't ever complain. Don't ever complain. Don't ever complain about God's silence. Don't complain about your isolation. How many of you know that many times God does his greatest works in isolation when nobody is noticing? There are things that you will only learn when you are in seclusion, when you are in hiding. These are things that you can't learn 
learn anywhere else. Right. You know, I think about the fact that if I would have faced in 1990 when we started the ministry what I'm facing now, many of those things would have defeated me. Because uh, I know myself, my personality is that type that wants everybody to like me. And you know, before we stepped out into the ministry, it was easy because I had friends. And they all liked me. At least I think they like me. That's what I thought. But I found out that when God promoted us, put us in front of more people, when God gave us more recognition, I found out that some people didn't like it. They came out with all kinds of lies, telling all kinds of stories. Oh, don't don't, 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 don't just get uh, sucked in because uh, he's sleeping with all of those women that go to his church. Yeah, people said that. He's just trying to lure you in so that he can get your money. So I found out that uh, if I was going, I, I, God allowed me to go through what I'm going through now. It would have broken me. If I'm, I went through in 1990 what I'm going through now, it would have bothered me, it would have made me feel so insecure. I was already insecure before I stepped into the ministry. If I had seen what God was going to do, I would have said, please give it to somebody else. Give it to Larry Winfield. And I will be there to support him. It would have made me feel insecure and inferior. And it would have made me feel intimidated. Today I've learned that my approval doesn't come from people. I found out that my approval comes from God who allows things to come make me tough for the next level. These are light afflictions. Somebody said these are light afflictions. Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 17, Paul says, For our light affliction, which is bet for a moment. Somebody said, moment? I've been going through this for 10 years. But for God, one day can be a thousand days. You have to just be patient. You just have to learn how to pray and sing. Teach somebody say, pray and sing. Amen. It reminds me of uh, this story that I, I heard. And I've already shared it before. But it's my story. I can share it anytime I want to. Remember this guy, this uh, multi-millionaire who went to this concert and, uh, and uh, saw this lady who came out to sing. He did not know that uh, uh, in Hollywood, they change you into what you are not so that uh, people can see what they want. So this man was sitting there at the front and this lady came and sang so beautifully. But instead of just listening to the song, he was watching the lady. The lady, you know, looked so good. And after the, after the concert, he managed to, to get to meet the lady and said to the lady, uh, you sing so beautiful, you look so beautiful, I'm gonna marry you. The lady said, I mean, you don't know me, why do you wanna marry? He said, said, I'm gonna marry you. When I marry you, you can still sing, or you, uh, you don't have to sing because I've got the money for you. If you sing, it will not be for money. It's just gonna be because you love to sing. So the lady said, okay. So got the ring, got married, and uh, now come back, turn to the somebody said, come back to church. So they got married and they were going for their honeymoon. At the honeymoon, as soon as uh, they got to the hotel, the man could not wait. And uh, so they went into the room and uh, the lady removed her eyelashes. <laughs> and then removed her wigs. <laughs> yeah. And uh, now tell somebody to come back to church. And then as uh, she was trying to remove the other things, he said, sing, sing, sing. (laughs) (laughs) 
At least the lady still had some a song, some songs in her. <laughs> Said sing. But sometimes the only thing that you have left is to just pray and sing. Now, I'm not talking about you, though. I, I was just using that as, a, as an example. But seriously, God is placing you right where you are to toughen you for the next level. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 4, 17, it says, For our light affliction, which is that for a moment, works for us a far more exceeding and eternal. Look at it, it says, far more exceeding eternal weight of glory. So this scripture says that these light afflictions are for a moment. Now let me say that your moment may be two years or a day or a week, depending on how, how soon God can get you to where you need to be before he promotes you to where you are going. But they are working in us an eternal weight of glory. Let me tell you this, that somebody not being for you is just a light affliction. You did not hear me, did you? That's just like a little nut that you can just flick and kill. Just flick it away. Somebody doesn't like you, it's not your problem. It is their problem. But you know how many people are not going to be able to sleep tonight because they're worrying about people that they think don't like them. Just ignore them and move on towards your destiny. And when things come against me, unlike when I was a younger preacher, I think about how God helped me beat cancer. How he taught me to minister when I didn't think I could. I wanted to be every preacher that I saw on television. And I was so ridiculous. I looked so ridiculous when I tried to... Don't try to be somebody else. Just be you. Be you. Because when God created you, he did not make a mistake. When he gave you your temperament, he gave you your features, he never made a mistake. He clearly fashions you for what he calls you to do. So when somebody comes against me, I look at it as a light affliction as compared to God helping me beat cancer. Remember that man that blocked the five acres that the, the partner wanted to give to us? I did not know at that time that God allowed that so that he would give us 40 acres. Now, I know that many of you were not good in math. How many of you know that 40 is a whole lot bigger than five? I was a very good math student, and maybe that's why I know that uh, 40 is bigger than 5. I think about it, if God could help me through all that have come against me until now, if he has brought me out, I know there is nothing that he could not do for me. So somebody say, your time? Your time is too valuable for you to waste on petty things. Especially after you've been through some difficulties, maybe losses. You've gone through Goliaths. You don't even complain about not getting a parking lot when you remember how many things God has brought you through. If you were to think about how good God is, you wouldn't fall apart if somebody leaves you. When you think about how great God is and how good he's been to you. You wouldn't give up on your dream. Remember Archer William? He said, I was in prison, but I refused to allow my mind to get into prison with me. So when you think about what God has brought you through and where he has brought you, you can know that yeah, what you are going through now is a light affliction and it's working for your good. Did somebody say, it's a light affliction? and it's working for my good. Don't you know that God will not forget you? He has not forgotten you. Touch somebody and say, God has not forgotten you. Touch yourself and say, God has not forgotten me. No, no. 
in Psalms number 137, verses 5 and 6, God was speaking to Israel. But tonight you are the Israel of God. He says, if I forget you, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget his skin. In other words, God is saying, I'm going to forget how to do things before I even forget your name. Let my tongue stick to the roof of my mind. God says, I'm going to become dumb before I stop thinking about you. If I do not remember you, if I do not set Jerusalem, if I do not set glory and serve put in your name there above my highest joy. I don't know, maybe you are in a season of silence in your life right this moment. And maybe, maybe a financial silence. Maybe you've been praying for healing. Maybe you've been praying for God to bring the right person into your life. Not pastor, because pastor has already got somebody in his life. Not a number one, because uh, I came before you. Maybe you feel like you are hidden. But the silence doesn't mean that God has forgotten you, Lee. He's heard every prayer. He's seen every tear that you have shed. And at the right time, he's going to bring you into what's yours. God is not preparing the blessing for you because the blessing has already been prepared. It's all done. Something is already done. Right now, you know what God is doing? Terry, he is actually preparing you for the blessing. Think about this. The promised land was already in place. God had to get the Israelites prepared before giving it to them. Remember, the Bible tells us that when God brought them out of Egypt, there was a very short route that he could have taken them into the promised land. But God did not do that. Why? Because God knew that if they went through the short route, they would they will encounter wars that they will not be able to handle. So God brought them a longer way so that they can learn how to fight. God is teaching you how to fight right now. Because if God gave them the land earlier, they would have abused it. How many of you know that when you don't know the value of something, you can abuse it? Let me tell you this, my friend. There are blessings that are already in store for you. Those blessings have your name. God's going to bring the right people into your life, bring the right connection. Don't try to connect. Just let God connect you because he can do a better job connecting you. They are already in line with God has got for you. So I encourage you to keep passing the tests in silence during the silent season. Tell somebody that they keep being prepared in time. You are going to come into favor. Hallelujah. Remember Ruth? She would go out diligently glean every day from six to six. She did not even know that God was watching. One day, some of the one day, that your one day starts tonight. One day, the owner of the farm, the creator of the universe, Jesus showed up. He said, who is that girl there? He said, she's been so very diligent, working diligently from 66. She only took a very short break. Did not take an hour to smoke. Or did I just say that? Have you ever had a, a service person come to your house? And then, uh, because uh, he's going to be paid for the amount of time that he stayed in your house, stayed at your house, so he will be there, and uh, the work that would have taken him 30 minutes, he will go and take a smoking break, or you call it smoke break, whatever, and then go to use the, and then 
forget that uh, found out that uh, he did not have some parts so he had to go and uh, get some parts by the time that he finished it was three hours no you don't need to make money like that because god can give you money without you having to do all that so what stop people honey is that they don't like the season of preparation because it forces them to deal with the issues that god is bringing to light you understand what i'm talking about because in isolation god will show you something that could stop you if you get to the next level so people don't like this isolation because they don't like what they are going to see they don't want to deal with it maybe god's asking them to put down their pride and submit if you are not a good follower you will never be a good leader i don't know maybe god wants you to forgive somebody that did you wrong or maybe god is asking you to start saying no to the compromise to jealousy to anger to resentment don't tell somebody say don't let a small thing keep you hidden forever because if god fixes a fix to fix you and you and fix it before you are fixed you got to fix another fix to fix you until you are fixed you better allow him to fix you so that you can go on to the next level don't let something that you know you can overcome by the grace of god keep you from the amazing future how many of you can say that god has got an amazing future for you let me see the hands of anybody here who believes that god has got an amazing future for you you are not waiting for god god is waiting for you You are not hidden because God is angry with you. You are hidden because he is protecting you. You are hidden because God loves you so much that he's going to get you prepared to go to where you've never been. How many of you know that God is ready to take you to where you've never been? In your finances, in your relationship, in your workplace, in your relationship with your wife or your husband. God is about to bring the right person into somebody's life. Now in the isolation, in seclusion, where you are not say, seeing increase. Just like David, use the time to draw closer to God. David could have complained, but he used that time to write Psalm, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leads me in the path of righteousness. Even though I may walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because lord i know is lonely in the natural but i know that you are with me one thing about isolation is that you don't have a lot of people you don't have a lot of things to give your attention to god carefully set that up so that your focus and your attention will be on your heavenly father so instead of complain tell to somebody else, instead of complain why not in your isolation learn to talk to god why not develop a deeper relationship with him why don't you learn a new skill because when you get married now when you are dating is going to be taking you to a good restaurant every day but it's going to come to a time that he's going to ask you to home cook could it be that god is allowing you to have this time to learn how to fix more than just hamburger and the angel said that's true use this 
time. Make the best of this time. Learn some new skills. Take some classes in college. Go to the internet. Thank God for YouTube. You can learn a lot. You can learn how to cook. You can learn how to do a lot of things. So instead of complaining, why not in your isolation learn to talk to God? Develop a deeper relationship. Learn some new skills. Not just make God a Sunday morning and Wednesday evening God. Who knows what I'm talking about? But all through the day in your thoughts, in your mind, talking to him like you talk to your friend. When was the last time that you were just walking in your house, in your kitchen, your best, just talking to God like you're talking to your best friend? When I was growing up, I used to hear my mom walk around the house and she would be talking, you are such a good God. You are miracle-making God. You are there and there and there. And she would be uh, uh, talking about how good God is, how wonderful he is, and so on and so forth. And uh, at that time, I did not understand. But you know what? First lady will tell you that uh, uh, I just walk around the house and it bubbles out. It's not something that I planned. Lord, you are such a good God. You're such an awesome God. You are a miracle-working God. It's not something, you know, I don't have a, a, a piece a piece of paper, I don't have a sheet that I, I read. Thank God for confessions, you can read it. But you need to know God in such a way that when you are all by yourself, it bubbles out. All through the day, in your thoughts, in your mind, in your, in, your, in your talk, you just lift God up. He's a miracle worker. He's a healer. He is the God who favors you. He's Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides. He is El Shaddai, the multi-breasted one. God will be as involved in your life as much as you want him to be. Let me tell you this, my friend. If you keep God in a Sunday morning box and Wednesday, morning, Wednesday evening box, that's exactly where he will stay. But he wants to be so much more to you. Is anybody here with me? Amen. I want to challenge you in the name of the Lord to be so sold out to God that even in your seclusion, you will sense the presence of God. Do that and then watch God later open doors for you that will amaze you, amaze your neighbors, amaze your critics. I'm telling you, God will take you to places beyond your wildest dream. And God will do for you exceedingly, even more abundantly than you could ever ask or think about. To him be glory forever and ever and ever. Was anybody blessed tonight? Did anybody get anything out of tonight? Come on, let's give the Lord a hand. Amen. Remember, God has not forgotten you. He's preparing you. I believe with all of my heart that after this series, God is going to give people testimonies that they're going to say, wow, God. Thank you for listening to Changing Mindset Podcast by Pastor George Uta. Help us to share this message. We hope you will subscribe so you can receive the latest podcast to keep you inspired during the week. We are praying for you. We know God best for you is still ahead. Call 706-485-0166 for more information and be blessed.